Hello and welcome to Golden Globus Theater. Today, we're going to hit the ground running. Well, we are. We're not, the, not who we're talking about. Because... And this movie is completely based around a man with, well... Spoiler alert. No legs. I mean, it's yeah. the title. It's the intro to the trailer. Uh, it, it's, it's really everything. Well, I want to point out that, you know, I want to give them credit because most... Uh, movies when they have a disabled person, handicapped person, they make them sympathetic, and this movie does not. This no. guy is a fucking piece of shit. No, and so I'm. I don't feel bad at all about what I'm going to say about this guy because he's I, a vile, disgusting criminal. He really is. There's a lot of really likable characters in this movie, and you definitely applaud his passion for crime and punishment by yeah. his own hand. Like, yeah, he, he, he doesn't. He doesn't. Like have other people do his dirty work for him. Yeah. He takes care of shit. He's own. a blue collar hero. He's Hank Hill. But sometimes he needs a guy to push his chair for him. He, but when he comes to killing, it's, it's true. It's hard. You can tell it's hard for him to ask somebody to push his chair for him. Though he's a proud man. Well, you've seen him wheel himself. Like yes, he does. That guy. I imagine him on a mountain would look like a goat. He would be able to just muscle his way up because goats they climb mountains really well. But they have legs. They, that's. Okay, anyways. I'm just saying. <laughs> Point it out. Uh, so, Mr. No Legs, I, this is, I mean, he's in it for all of eight minutes, but uh, yeah, he really delivers in those eight minutes. Yes. And we have so many other characters who are acting. They're acting with a capital A, Griff. It's just, they're yeah. hammering us with their lines. Yeah. Like, you can tell it was the director probably went to some kind of like a community theater thing. I was like, "Hey, anybody want to be in a movie?" Yeah, and so they spent all their money. Richard Jekyll, who was like a career character actor, he's the kind quasi star, one of the stars. Yeah, and he you, he's one of those guys who go, "Oh, I remember, I've seen him in movies, but like he's not like he's never a star." It's but. like uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. <clears throat> you know, Walker's the show. You come for him, but his partner did everything. His partner was all Did you know, the whole show. I never on that episode I saw was the one I talked well, about. Well, Chuck can't even kick over his waist, so the guy'd always have to help lift his leg up so you know we could connect yeah, with like some car jack. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He'd get under with the car jack, lift yeah. his legs, so Chuck and like, Rob House. Put your face on my tip of my toe. <laughs> Whatever you say. Where the walker will get you. I can't remember. There there's something in the theme song, it was like that's how the walker's gonna get you or something. Uh, and I don't know. That's what they meant is that his partner was going to do it for him and then leave well, the kill at his doorstep. Chuck has something in common with the star of our movie because he can't kick out of there. I, <laughs> I did call this. Uh, every action scene Andy is in, I was just like, fat guy karate. Here we go. Oh, Andy's great. Andy's the true hero of the story. We'll get into him and, oh, later. He's but. lovable. There's, there are so many lovable characters in this. Yeah. And they have names, unlike last week's movie. Yes. And opposite. I'm even happy about it. And you actually remembered them. I, I remembered quite a few of them. Yeah. I replaced a few because Ron Howard is in this movie. He's legit. I wondered why he was in the notes. He said Howard. I thought yeah. his name was Lou. Yeah. No, it's Ron okay. Howard. All right. I love his comb over, too. You can tell that this is like post-Happy Day Ron Howard because his hair is just like really faded, but he's got long strands yeah. that he lets just like drape over his bald head. Yeah, and this you could tell this movie's made in the 70s because everybody has a mustache. Everybody. So many mustaches. Everybody. Except, ironically, well, not, I guess not ironically, but Mr. Nolex Mr. does not have a mustache. He's got such a powerful presence already, he didn't need the well, mustache. Well, Mr. Nolex, this is, this is a reference for anyone under 40 will not get. 
Mr. Nolix looks like Alex Karras, who uh, he was a Detroit Piss, not Detroit Piss, he was a Detroit Lion in like the 60s. And he he had an, a kind of a minor acting career. His most famous role, he was on the show Webster. Do you know that show with Emmanuel no. Lewis? No. Well, Griffin, in the eighties, there was a whole genre unto itself of rich people adopting young uh, orphan uh, black children. Yes, and I he, thought that's what it was. He played the father on that show, George Papadopoulos. Wait, is, seriously? Yes, the same guy that that Trump is is involved with. Criminal wow. Trump involved with. That would make sense considering he's a celebrity president. He so if you were like you grew up in the eighties and you watched that show, you're like, you now I give you a little. Except ironically, Alex Karras had a mustache on the show. <laughs> Mr. No Likes doesn't, does. but he does look like he Alex. probably he looks like Alex Karras without legs. Probably wasn't as buff as Mr. No Likes. No, he was kind of like the old school like fat linebacker dude. Oh, he was looking like uh, Andy in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or maybe uh, Chubb Samurai. What did you call him? Uh, samurai Crook. Samurai Crook. Just Samurai <laughs> I thought you had some kind of fat name for him. No. Oh, man. Well, uh, I mean, we never really find out what happened to his legs. So I, I I don't know if he had anything else prepared. But before we get in the trailer, what? how did he lose those legs? They don't tell us. I was assuming this Vietnam. Like no. something happened in Nam. He stepped that on a landmine. That would make the most sense. Here, here's a true story. A woman I used to work for, her husband... They, she was drafted in World War Two. Yeah, and I'm, there's a true story. He was missing a leg, before, not at this time, but like when I uh, I never met him. He died before I met him. But he, but this is how he lost his leg. Not at, not in the seventies. What do you mean not at this time? <laughs> no, no, I what I never said anything about the seventies. He was in World War Two. I know you said not at this time. I don't know. Well, I'm just saying there. not when I knew him. I didn't know oh, him. Okay, okay. So he didn't uh, without the whatever. <laughs> You, people will get what we're talking about. So, okay. like, okay, so he's at he's in he's in basic training in America. He hasn't he hasn't seen any war yet. There was a fucking live landmine on the fucking river field that they were yeah. training on. Blew his fucking leg off. Oh shit! So he man. lost his. I mean, he and he was like Mr. No legs. He was like above the knee. Okay. Total and, and the greatest generation guy just went on with his life. He didn't feel sorry for himself. Went on created a successful restaurant. Made something of himself. So. Fucking awesome for him. I mean, I'm glad. But he still, didn't... like you mentioned, that this has to be a live landmine I on know. your training ground for, for for real. But so yeah, so I'm thinking Vietnam. So that's why he was so angry and like like just resentful to the world, mad at the world because he stepped on a landmine. Yeah, unrelated, but just because we were talking about people we worked for with uh, missing limbs. I did work for a lady who had two hooks for hands. She lost both of her hands. What happened? And I, I don't know. I, I She was a customer. I didn't want to oh, ask okay. her. Oh, okay. She was a customer. Right? Yeah. Okay. She used to, her husband or son or something was a motorcycle rider. So uh, they lived in downtown Royal Oak. So every once in a while you'd see uh, him riding around with his mom or wife on the back seat with, you know, the hooks up on the shoulder. <laughs> okay. But this woman... Had a death wish. She was lighting cigarettes over her gas range stove. She would just dip her face right in there and yeah, light her I've, cigarette. Oh, I've seen people do that, yeah. That's danger. That's the old school thing. I'm guessing what happened. This man was dropped off. He was in a plane accident. His family was rich. They went over to Japan to have a nice family vacation. The plane crashed. He fell out, somehow survived. His family died. Isn't that what happened to the $6 million man? Didn't he play? Maybe. Okay. So well, He was an astronaut. He's he's there. He's fine and everything. His legs are capable. And uh, uh, a nice old Asian man who secluded himself from the world sees him, takes him in, raises him it's, to be a samurai. 
Okay, that sounds like makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think I've heard that story you, before. You, maybe. I, I think I'm making this up as we go. <clears throat> um, well, he disappoints his father, his new adopted father. So he cuts his legs off and ships him back to America. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Okay. I, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that story. Okay. Well. So we're going to we're, we're we're get into the movie? Yeah, we're ready for the movie. All right, Griff. Now. Well, you know, you've heard the phrase, nothing up my sleeve. Have you, Griff? I've never heard that sleeve. Well, you've never heard that sleeve? I've never heard Well, <laughs> Griff, there's nothing up this guy's pants legs, and that's why they call him Mr. No Legs. <laughs> You are about to see scenes from an unusual film about an amazing man. And we really can't blame Andy for not wanting to take a leave of absence, can we, sir? Well, under the circumstances, as you... Not until after I got the killer, sir. Something else for you to take care of? This man who called me. I don't have to beat him up, I just pay him money. He says there's a leak in your territory. <laughs> Mr. No Legs, don't miss it. All right, so that was a long trailer just full of explosions and sound effects. And that, yeah, it's pretty much most trailers. Well, I was confused because we this is on YouTube if anyone's interested in oh, checking it out. You're interested. And I, when I'm watching it, it said The Gunfighter. Hmm. And I was like, well, I thought this was Mr. No Legs. So, the alternate title for this movie is The Gunfighter, which is even a lamer fucking... Like, Mr. No Legs intrigues you. You're like, yeah, I need but Gunfighter. So I can it, see why they changed it. Yeah, it's not being coy. It's telling you exactly what fact, it is. Who's, who, I, guess, I guess Mr. No Legs is the gunfighter because he does shoot some people, but... There really is a lack of gunfire in this movie, if we're being honest. There's, for a cop movie, yeah. Yeah, there's like maybe six different uh, you know, action scenes with a gun. Well, it starts out... We see our man Howard, Ron Howard. Ron Howard. Ron Howard. He's, just, at, he's at the worst. Right? Everything dirty and rotten happens at the worst. Everything. You, if you look, if you got the laser disc of this, <laughs> you look in the background, you can see Shane Kazuki riding his bike. Yeah. Because <laughs> Show Kazuki and Pray for Death. It's, that, his, it's that same. Uh, yeah, same morph. That, the one he turned into like a samurai workshop where yeah. he. Yeah. And they had, it was that weird mannequin slash lumber yeah. mill slash. Yeah. 
<laughs> highly underrated episode. Pray for death. So, yeah, so we're at this, like, wharf. The guy, Ron Howard's going down uh, this elevator, opens it up. We see these elderly men rolling cigars. Colonel Sanders. But they're not just cigars, Griff. Yeah. They're rolling some co- some heroin, cocaine, some it's, white powder. It's white powder. I say cocaine. I'm not saying it can't be heroin. I just yeah. I just know. I watched a lot of Miami Vice, yeah. and I know that if you're testing cocaine, you dip your your pinky in it, and you, you rub it on your gums or on your tongue, and then you go, ooh, that's some real good shit. You say that right afterwards. Right. And Ron Howard does do that. But I, I don't get their whole plot, though, that they're – Okay, they're they're hiding the drugs in cigars. Yeah, so it seems like a lot of work for not much pay. I don't know. I don't know what the going rate for heroin or cocaine was back in like seventy seven or whenever this was made. Clearly, it was through the roof because these guys were all loaded. Well, I they're mean, putting it in little capsules. There's a guy whose job it is to put the cocaine in capsules, yeah. and then they're putting them in the cigars. I mean, they got Colonel Sanders to give up chicken to start rolling cigars for them. So clearly, they're making a boatload. This is some finger licking good cocaine. Finger licking good, and we do see that man <laughs> lick up a lot. Yeah. And that was your proof that it was cocaine. But I was like, I don't know. I think you can gum up any powder. I don't know. I, I always thought I, just, I don't know my drugs. I thought heroin would be too dangerous to do kind of shit like that. I mean, I don't know. I, heroin is just too dangerous. Period. But people still do. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know. I don't so know. We, we're getting like the whole assembly line. Them putting like the beliefs together. <laughs> By the assembly guy, line, all we mean is a for, guy has a pile of cocaine or heroin, and he's just yeah. putting in capsules, handing it to these guys. Hands just caked <laughs> in P2P or yeah. whatever substance that was. Yeah. Like, horribly caked. And Ron tells him, like, we're getting low on this shipment. And the guy's just like, this is a really good batch. And he's like, we're working on it. Phone rings. Yeah. Okay. Next batch is coming in. So it's like, everything's looking good for the drug dealers. That's what you think. But we got uh, some cops, some undercover cops watching this, what's going on. Were they? This was a different warp, wasn't it? I thought this next scene was completely separate. It might have been. I don't it know, was. remember. Okay. It was. All right. So it to introduce our main characters, because Mr. No Legs is our main character. I don't think these cops, we ever see them again for the rest of the movie. Was it Andy in the beginning of the movie? That was Andy in the beginning. Oh, I didn't even notice. There's that so was... many mustaches in this movie. I can't <laughs> tell people you apart. Can mustaches? I yes. can't. There's so many schlubby, like, fat guys with mustaches. <laughs> And I also want to say, this is probably the most accurate portrayal of a real-life cop, because he's schlubby with a mustache. Yes, yes, <laughs> you know? yes. He's got, he's got nice, groomed, okay. balding hair I, long. I did not know that was Andy. I didn't. No. Andy didn't come on my radar until like 20 minutes into the movie. I didn't and know. I understand why, because yeah. they do not portray him in a good light. In fact, this is the only scene with good light, so it should portray <laughs> well, outside, him well. outside, yeah. Yeah. So. So it's natural lighting. They're literally out on the dock. Literally they're, out. They're out on the docks. In their car, and, like, and, observing. Yeah, they're busting up some other drug bus, and they just got to show you that Andy's got some fat guy karate. Yeah, he's capable. And so while he's fat guy chopping people up, there's like 10 different crooks. Yeah. And him and not Chuck, but a different partner, yeah. like, beat them all up. No big deal. They don't even handcuff half of them. They just nod at them, and they, like, Hands over their head, walk to the police station because they don't have room for 14 people. Right. I don't know what's happened there, but we get the credits. We see, you know, everybody who's not in this movie. I don't remember a single name. Okay, so then we then we go back to the wharf with Ron Howard, right? And we see this yeah. is where we meet 
Mr. No Legs. We, yeah, we see the di- we, like they deliver because we saw them packing the cigars. We right. see them deliver like uh, that stuff to the next place. Right, and that's where we see like these two kids, you know, Ron Howard and uh, our boy Ken. They do, they make the well, delivery. Well, there are these guys that are like skimming some of the coke, right? Yeah, they try. They go in and they're like, "Hey, this is good stuff here." Yeah, I think what it was is is that they're aren't they? They're giving it to to Ken and Ron Howard, right? They're giving the next. This is like, "Hey, we got your new shipment," but they're also keeping some for themselves. Isn't that what's going on? Ken was delivering it because okay. they Ken and Ron work for No Legs, right? So they were part of his crew. They drop it off, and then the Wahoos, who are supposed to, you know, like load up that package to the next place, they start skimming it. Right, and that's when Mister No Legs comes wheeling in. Out well, he does, he. This is where he like he puts everyone's guard down. He has someone pushing him, so you think oh, he's just yeah, totally right. useless. He ain't gonna do shit. Just hear that squeaky, queak, squeaky, squeaky. Like, hey, you guys are skimming off of me, and he's got these. They look like the kind of cases you some douche would have like his own personal pool cues in. Yeah, like, they're like these yeah. long, <laughs> good like, call, good like, call. Rectangular. And like on one on each side, his own arms. coke straw and mirror. <laughs> yeah. And he just like flicks them open, and these shotguns. It's very unimpressive. Yeah, he shotguns in them, and he just blows these fucking guys away. But they were stealing from him. They were. I mean, they like tried to offer it back plus some money, and you know, no legs takes no shit. Yes. Serious business. He leaves no loose ends. He's yeah. just like these guys didn't have a leg to stand on, Griff. Oh, they they did not. After he got done with them, they were weak in the knees. Weak in the knees. <laughs> One of them pissed himself. So now we get like the big boss who swoops around, Mister D'Angelo. Mister D'Angelo and No Legs explains to him these boys were skimming off the top boss, so I took care of them. And he's like, No Legs, you gotta stop taking action yourself. <laughs> like we gotta. He's discuss- like you're getting reckless. Yeah, he's like we gotta discuss these kind of things, and he's like, "Boss, I'm just doing what feels well, right." Well, what we learn is Mr. D'Angelo, like every good like drug lord, he's trying to go straight. Like he's trying to leave that life behind, so he's trying to mingle with like the hob, like the, the senators and yeah. the mayors. Like I think he's happy to like keep that side of things, but it's like he's trying to get a lot. Well, further. he's always yes, he's always thinking yeah. the next step. While Mr. No likes, he's just. Ruled by his rage, like whatever's pissing him off the moment, he'll kill. Yeah. So he's like, no legs. And he does call him no legs. He does. He's like, get your shit together, all right? I, you know, I'm trying to run a respectable drug cartel here. I can't yeah. have you killing everybody. You got to get rid of these bodies all the time. I'm getting tired of it. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And uh, eventually we see, like, no legs. D'Angelo is boss, parting with a senator. But, uh, you know, that's just a quick glimpse. Apparently. They're working their way up into politics, right? Uh, but then we get we get a cut back over to Ken and Ron Howard's telling him how good of a job he did driving that drug truck. And he's like, <laughs> "Look, kid, I want you to take this money." He gives him like a like hundred bucks bonus. That's seventies hundred dollars. So that's what like four thousand dollars today. Ten thousand. Ten thousand. Yeah. I know how economics work. <clears throat> so, so he's like, "Well." Mr. Howard, I got to study tonight, sir, but... Yeah, I, we learned, like, the humanized Ken. Like, we... we did, I mean, Ron Howard's humanized. Well, yeah, at the beginning, we think he's just some scumbag selling drugs to kids. Yeah. He's like, I got to get through school. And it's, it's even back then, school costs a lot of money. Exactly. This is a really just Trying sad, better interesting movie. It, it reflects on today's society, too. You got to sell drugs, go to right. fucking school. You know the people I know who are so, just <laughs> crippled by debt? <sighs> no, <sighs> no pun intended. <laughs> 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 so, Look. 
So yeah, so the, 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 you're right. This movie does a great bu- job humanizing, except for Mr. Nolan. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> Mr. But- <laughs> he's, everything life took from him, he takes out on everybody else. Yeah. But everyone else, you know, they've got a backstory that, you know, you feel for them, you get empathy for them. Dude, big time. Ken, he's got a CCR cover band. He's got a sweet lady back at home. He's got an apartment that, even though landlady's like, he's the nicest kid. So nice to me. Brings me turkeys for Thanksgiving because I'm all alone. Ken is a fucking just he's a good kid. Yeah, and he lives very modestly. He's not like yeah. he's literally spending his drug money on his education. On his, he's like the stripper that spends their 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 stripping money on their education, yeah. which doesn't happen in real life. But that's what what he's doing. Yeah, and we're gonna see his home life here. And we we he, he comes home. He's like, I gotta hit the books. Yeah, and then he, his, he did pick up a bottle of wine. Well, he got to relax, too. He wanted, he wanted a little bit of a celebration. Like, he told Ron, he was like, I'm going to save this for my, my midterm breaks coming up in two weeks. But he did pick up a little bottle of wine to celebrate. I'm going to take know. my girlfriend, Tina, out to that restaurant she wanted to go to. <laughs> yeah. And But Tina's not having it because Tina's brother yeah. is Andy, the cop. Yeah. So she lives a straight-laced life, and she's like, look, all right, I get it, but you're, you're killing kids. With your drug dealing. Yeah. And he's she, trying to rationalize it. She 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 was like going through something and she found yeah. he basically had it rolled up in a normal towel in the closet. That's probably not the best <laughs> place. And he's got like a gigantic syringe, like a plunger you would use, not for injecting drugs, but I don't even know what you would use that for. Based in a turkey, maybe? Yes. Turkey baster. And then a couple of little capsules. And so she's like, Look, I can't have any of this. You know, the brother's a cop and I gotta get out of here because you know, that girl down on campus just died from ODing the other day. And he's like, look, you just you don't understand. And he grabs her, and she's like, get away. And then she falls. Yeah. And It's an infomercial fall. Like, yeah. he does, like, kind of a loose shake. It's not even a heavy enough shake to kill a baby. It's a very loose shake. <laughs> and you know how, how much you have to shake a baby yeah. to kill it. It's not even a shake and bake yeah. shake. It's like a light tossing. And she falls out of ca- out of camera, and then they pan down. They pan to his face, like no. Yeah. Pan down. There's a broken TV set, it's and she's the, laying it's on the, the nice little gif I gave on Instagram. So if you want to see the full reaction, but yeah, she I'm hit sorry. her head on the, the TV and killed herself. Yeah, it just murdered her. Did the TV kill her, or did she kill the TV? I think yeah, I could say TV's killing us all. I well, oh, it's another oh. statement. Damn, I like what you said there. You, I wouldn't be surprised if all of our kids grew up amputees just because they don't know how to run anymore because they fucking sat around yeah, watching TV all day. Yeah. They don't know what they... Mr. Mister No Legs would literally kill to have legs, yeah. and these kids just don't appreciate it. So, of course, Ken fucking panics, all right? Because he's like, holy shit, I, I didn't mean to do it. I, he immediately calls Ron Howard. Because it's his father figure. Right. Ron's a really good guy. Right. And Ron's like, isn't Ron with Mr. No Legs? Mr. Time? No Legs and Ron appear. Yeah. And he's like, all right, you just hang tight. I'll be over there. And he, yeah. and he goes to Mr. No Legs, like, oh man, she died. Like, all right, we'll take care of it. Yeah. And they just take over or to, over to Ken's and they show up. And No Legs, no nonsense. Because he's yeah. like, look, we're going to make it look like it was a drug overdose. Yep. And we're going to dump her body in a park. Somewhere. Drug overdose, accident. She fell into the TV. No big, no big deal. No big deal at all. And Ron's, like, trying to console Ken as best as he can. Uh, Ken's just, like, so beside himself. And he's like, well, here's the problem. 
her brother is a cop. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so we can't just leave the body here now. We need mm. to take it elsewhere. Right. So. They drive her out to like a park or something. Yeah, it is just something. It was, it, it was, I don't know. I don't know. It was the weirdest background. There was like screen doors hanging around everywhere. And it was very weird, going back to your lighting thing, very weird lighting, because it's a night shoot, but they have, like, a spotlight on them, because yeah. the guy obviously doesn't know how to do lighting properly. Right. And they drop her body off, and then Ken's like, you know, all right, you know, let's let's get the fuck out of here. And then Noah goes, you ain't going anywhere, and just fucking murders Ken. Yeah. And Ron, this is like a sundown. Yeah. So Ron is like, he's scared. He's terrified of Mr. Nolags, but he's like, holy shit, what the? He's like, no yeah. loose ends. Ron goes from wearing a hat and being kind of cool and collected, and then, the you know, having to cover up the murder. Like, he's starting to sweat a little bit. His hat's getting a little looser. Then this happens. <laughs> You'll notice his hat gets a little further back, and the sweat is starting to protrude a little well, bit. Well, we, like we said, they're acting with a capital A. It's like, Dude. Whoosh, whoosh, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking killed it in this. <laughs> we'll, we'll continue his character progression as we go. Oh, boy. So then, Ron, they take off. Yeah. So we cut to the police station. That's where we meet our man Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> we meet Chuck. And they, they're at, they, no, they're, they're at the morgue. Because, yeah, they're already so at the morgue. Is they, it, now, I, we don't is, know Hawthorne, is Hawthorne the guy he talks to? Yeah, yeah. So he's like, hey, Chuck. Chuck, who we got on, uh, we found. He's like, what? <laughs> Uncover the face. It's Tina. Oh, my God. Tina. <laughs> Like this guy, this guy was actually in some A-list movies. I can like Andy and Mr. Nolags. I can get let pass like they're acting, but this guy was actually in some. He was in the Dirty Dozen. He was like, yeah. and he's just like, oh my god, Tina. Well, I was telling you, like, I thought they casted him to be like a budget uh, Shatner. Well, yeah, probably. And, and the funnier thing about that is, like, I, I was saying the lighting reminded me of Star Trek because Star Trek always used that lighting on faces, like they would just do. You know, just a close-up of somebody's face, and they had just that weird lighting on there. Well, this movie didn't know how to do soft lighting, so they just got a spotlight and held it, like, on your face. So it was, like, (laughs) all the... It's a flashlight. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, like, it's a cop's episode, and all the, like, whatever makeup and everything, all the oil and everything, it just reflected all that light. So they basically have no face. There's no powdering going on in the scene. No legs, no face. And he's like, oh, my God, who's going to tell Andy? (laughs) <laughs> well, that's your job, Chuck. Ugh. So Chuck tells their buddy Andy. Andy, the true, even though the movie's called Mr. Nolex, Andy is the true hero of this story. He's supposed to be, yeah. And so we see him at the bar, just drinking himself. To, you know, well, they bring him into the morgue. He doesn't even really tell oh, yeah, him. That's, oh, yeah. that's right. They kind it's of like, pass, surprise. Each, they pass each other in the doorway, and he's just like, oh, hello, Andy. There's somebody in there you need to talk to. And then he looks down, and the chief's just in there, Hawthorne, Chief Hawthorne. Is he a chief? Yeah, he's like captain. Captain? Yeah. I, I want to know what to call him, because I hate Hawthorne, so I'm either going to call him captain or chief. So he's like, Andy, <laughs> something about Tina. You need to look under this. And he reveals it. He and goes, Andy. surprise! <laughs> and like, oh, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Andy, with that true acting ability, just goes, No! And turns his face. And then 
We go to the Kino Hall, yeah, where Andy is just drinking away Andy the blues. Andy is like a human version of Droopy the dog. He's a yeah. very sad sack character. <laughs> this whole movie, his head is too heavy for his neck, so he's always slumping over. Like, oh, give me another beer, I guess. And this is where we meet. Well, first of all, there's just while that while he's moping, I'm, I'm trying to find the music for it. It should be the opening music if I find we, it. We get the and they, this actually was a showcase scene because they have actually the MC. He's like, you know, there's live entertainment at this bar, and like, ladies and gentlemen, the musical sensation rock duo Mercy. And now, ladies and gentlemen, a special added attraction I know you'll enjoy. Here they are, that million-selling record group, the Fantastic Mercy. Singing their latest release, I Still Remember Love. Here we go. We have we get the entire song pretty much rock sensation, and it for, it's a, so it's a man and a woman singing. Are they because they're not lip syncing <laughs> properly? It's the worst lip sync I've ever seen. Literally, when the man is like supposed to be singing, yeah, the woman is the lip syncing. <laughs> So and good. that goes on for like five minutes. We, see, we hear the entire song, and the, they do an encore. That was crazy. Yeah. It was really inappropriate for the movie. Yeah, yeah. We were thinking about doing a hair metal hate for it, but there wasn't <laughs> enough hair. So, yeah. And so this is where we meet Gwen, who who is, I first thought I was a prostitute. To yeah. be honest with you. No idea what's happening here. And she's, I'm going to say she's Mexican. She's definitely from another country. She has an accent. Yeah. And so she's like, hey, Andy, how you doing? And so I'm thinking, oh, this is like the barfly prostitute that hangs out at the bar. Exactly. Like, what is their connection? Yeah. And she's like, you, you, let me take you. I think he told her, like, his sister died. And she's like, well, I'll take you home with me. Yeah. So you're like, oh, okay. We know this. I think it's because she was like, Andy, you need to get away from the bottle. And he was just like, look, I've had a hard day. Look, acting is difficult. And my sister died, I think. (laughs) My sister. My sister's dead. Yes, <laughs> that has happened in the movie at this point. Yes. So she's like, "Auntie, let me take you." <laughs> we wake up. They're in a circus tent looking room. It's I don't know what it was. The weirdest Dude. fuck is wall to wall fur. <laughs> well, the the like the the vertical walls were like a circus tent, but then the floor. All of that shit. It was. It wasn't even shag. It was literally fur. No, it was fur. And it was the most bizarre bit. And Andy's like laying naked in the bed. Like, did you? I don't. Did they fuck, or were they about to? I don't know. Was there even a bed? It looked like the whole thing was just floor. It kind of did look like they were laying on the floor. I think they were just like, like he like went was, underneath the carpet. I think there was shag carpeting so, underneath there somewhere. So I think and, Andy probably tucked himself under the carpet. She probably has a little dog that shits everywhere. She covered it up. With, he's just looking so sad. He's just looking away. Just looking. She comes in like a negligee on. You're like, oh, okay, they're going to get yeah. down. And then he looks at her and, goes, uh, and then turns his head away. <laughs> and she, she, I mean, for her credit, she understands. She's like, well, his, his sister did die today. So she just gets in bed with him. They go to sleep. So we're going we're gonna to join in with Chuck again because Chuck's going to actually solve this case for us because right. Andy is pointless. Except- Chuck is the brains. Andy's the brawn. 
I hate to say it, but that's very true. That is, whenever fighting happens, Chuck is oddly in the car with the stereo turned up very loudly. He is. So Chuck is checking in on the autopsy for Tina. They find out that she was dead long before the drug uh, injection. They should have been able to tell that anyways by the, like, gasping (laughs) hole in her head, maybe? Well, I guess she could have. She could have fallen. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So Chuck's like, oh, shit. And then um, well, gets... well, Hawthorne goes, I want you and Andy to team up. He needs, like, yeah. you to, like, look after him. He He's fucked up. He needs support. You guys kind of, like. Well, that's because Chuck is the opposite. Yeah. Andy's, like, droopy the dog. Chuck is, like, super high energy. He's, like, yeah. always chipper about anything. He's the scrappy dog that was shitting on Gwen's carpet. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he's like, hey, that sounds like a great idea. I'll do that. <laughs> And so he's like, I'm going to go do some investigating. Maybe that's how Gwen found Andy. Chuck called him and was, called her and was like, hey, Andy needs a quick fuck. Take him Good. to your circus apartment. Chuck's, <laughs> Chuck's fuck a, him on that bro. Part. So, well, well, no, I think they were, they were they're in a relationship. Apparently. So we learned that later on. So, yeah, so, uh, so Chuck, he does some investigating. And he's looking through her belongings. Like, wow, this isn't a lot of stuff for a girl who lives in college. Yeah. Because they got her stuff from her dorm room. It's one little box, which the guy, I was like, this is early Kyle McLaughlin. Is that his name? McLaughlin? McLaughlin. McLaughlin? McLaughlin? Yeah, whatever. The guy from Twin Peaks, Agent Cooper. I thought it was him. He just had that hair and he had that face. But he's got the box full of the stuff. Right, so because everyone was under the impression that Tina lived on the campus, yeah. and no, she was living with Ken. So, yeah, well, this is the seventies. This is the seventies, man. Keep it a hush hush, living in sin. So he's like, she's like, oh, this seems odd. And then he noticed there's, is there like an address to uh, Ken's place? In the, I don't know why there would be an address there. Maybe it was like, a, it was probably like mail or some shit. Or I don't know. Hey, maybe uh, we talked about how Ken was the sweetest boy, CCR cover band man. He's got to be a cool guy. He probably sent her nice letters. Okay. So they go, oh, hey, here's a lead, this address. I'm going to go check it out. Most convenient clues ever. <laughs> so If there were clues this obvious in any case, like, man. I love it. He goes, so he goes to Ken's place, and the landlady's mowing the lawn. And he's like, hey, excuse me, does anyone live here by the name of Ken? And she's like, yeah, he's a, he's a nice boy. Oh, uh, I, can you, like, let me in so I can search? I don't know. Is, isn't that kind of, like, you need a warrant for that? Yeah. Well, sure, we could do it the legal way, but do you really want people to think you got criminals Ooh. living in your... She's like, all right, I, I, which I still don't think is legal, what, what happened. Yeah, he... He was pulling a. Thank God one. everybody dies at the end because I think this case really have fallen through. <laughs> yeah, like Chuck. Chuck was really like I think he has. Uh, he could have like sweeted her into it, but no, he fucking muscled her into well, it. That's sh- the only muscle that's he what, shows. That's what action movie heroes do. We don't have time for rights and warrants and that shit. I don't think Chuck's an action hero. Well, for this movie, he is. Oh boy! So they go in. They see the. The TV all busted. He's like, "Oh, the, the, he's gonna pay for that." Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, uh, 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 he picks up like a chunk of the TV screen, yeah, with some blood on it. And then he notices that there's. Wait, blood. he did it with a little handkerchief. He, he did. Just, he he did, did it by the book. He's doing it. He's want to sure, fuck it by up. the book. He probably should have had like a crew come out 
before it had been touched, but you know, whatever. <laughs> did it by the book. We didn't have forensic back then. Oh, it was just like <laughs> no blood must be hers. I want there to be a new Dexter show based in the seventies where he's supposed to be a blood spatter analysis, but really it's just him showing up killing everybody and no one cares because there was no forensics back then. So he found something else in the other room, didn't he? Uh, he finds the wine bottle. He okay. looks through and sees like that she has a lot of clothes there, and he's like, "Wow!" Going just through all the drawers. He goes, and, "Women, uh, oh boy!" Yeah. But then he finds like the wine bag uh, yeah. and the receipt in there, and he's like, "He just bought this yesterday." Another clue, <laughs> Excelsior. <laughs> so we cut back. We get a little banter between Gwen is the girl that uh, is dating Andy that we thought was yeah, a prostitute. Gwen. And they're talking. She's worried about him. She knows, like, she does. She wants him to quit being a cop because yeah. it's dangerous. But the fucking life adventure is in his blood. I mean, yeah. when he's not. Is, this, was this the scene where he's telling her how nice her place is? Yes, he was. He's like, wow, you've done really good for you. Which also made me think she was a prostitute. It's like, yeah. wow, you're doing good for a horror. Cool, you got cool. this giant, like, pool. And... Yeah, so, I, you know, we only saw her bedroom, which was circus-sized. Right. But. Yeah, she's got, like, you get an exterior of, like, a mansion. She's got an in-ground pool. It's not an above-ground. It's not three-foot above-ground pool. There's a fucking in-ground pool, diving board, like, chairs everywhere. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> like like a rich person would have a lot of chairs. <laughs> just a lot of chairs. And, yeah, and I just want to say, like, Gwen, Gwen deserves better than Andy. He treats her like shit. Dude, he... I don't even think he treats her like shit. He no, treats her like nothing. Well, if that's treating her like shit, they have a relationship. And she's just like... Do they? He, <laughs> yes, they do. That's how bad their relationship is. But I think she gets off on it. I think that's the that's the kind of long game he's Chuck's playing. Because Chuck knows that she's out of his league. Yeah. Chuck, why am I saying Chuck? It's Andy. <laughs> Andy. So Andy, well, so... We substitute Chuck Norris for Andy <laughs> because they are the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give Chuck Norris a little more credit than Andy. Yeah, he does but, deserve more. But uh, yeah, so I mean, Chuck Norris is actually a legitimate like karate champion. He, yes, no, so, that's true. So uh, so they're talking. She's like, "I'm just tired of all your clock and dagger stuff you're doing. <laughs> you need to end the clock and dagger." Well, back to the old clock and dagger routine. It's not cloak and dagger. It's undercover. And he's like, "Look, baby, I know what I'm doing." And he's got it wrapped around his finger. This, yeah. It's a man's world because he's You're a total right. schlub. In this scene, he really is a dick because this is the first time he really like pushes like, no, you're a woman and an idiot. I know exactly what I'm doing. It's cloak and dagger. <laughs> and so th- that's just the scene right there. So we cut back to Chuck. <laughs> Chuck, I think, is talking with Hawthorne again. Yeah. And they're like, hey, should we tell uh, should Andy right now that she was murdered, that this wasn't an yeah. OD? He's like, no. Keep it under wraps for now because we still have an hour of story to tell. Yeah. So because there's no reason not to tell her. Right. Well, maybe because Andy's can be. He's weird. He's like total schlub ninety percent of the time. Ten times he's like a murderous hothead. So maybe they're worried he would just freak the fuck out and kill somebody. Yeah. I and he does it so painfully slow, and I, he does the mm. paperwork slow. They call him the sloth. <laughs> So okay, so okay, we won't tell Andy anything for now. Cut back to no legs. He's chilling at the pool. For a guy with no legs, he's got this big titty blonde chick with him at all times. That wasn't this part yet. Oh no, she was there too. Yes, he's because oh, she's watching him playing darts because he's playing oh, some darts. Yeah, this guy's multifaceted. He doesn't was this kill his people. Place or was this the boss's place? I think it's the boss's place. I think it was too. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is because Mr. D'Angelo is like chilling by the pool too, and he's like, you know, buy, sell this, buy that. Hey, yeah. Mr. President, and, <laughs> Mr. President, and he's just like, and you can just see there's there's definitely a tension between them. Like he's like, I could do it better. Yeah, Mr. D'Angelo doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, and he's like, hey, no legs, get over here. Seriously, this is Hank Hill. If you ever woke up and saw that Buck uh, Buck Strickland was fucking around with them, <laughs> like this is how. Hank would turn on him. So he rolls over there. He's like, hey, baby, beat it. And he's like, yes, Mr. D'Angelo, what what do you got to say? And he's like, look, they just found fucking Ken's body. I thought you were supposed to get rid of that. Yeah. He's like, I did get rid of it. I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, look, you fucking idiot. You're being so goddamn reckless. I'm trying to run a business here. God, This is not how we do it. And he's like, well, that's how I do it. And he's like, well, shut the fuck up. And you know what? I heard there's some, you got a leak in your side of the business. Yeah. He's like, there ain't no leaks in my side of the business. Oh, yeah? Take care of it. Yeah. So he finds out that Betty down at the, you know, she's going to, you know, he's got he's to get know, a hold of Betty. He figured it out already. He yeah. figured out it's Betty. That yeah. bitch with her fucking gap in her bottom tooth. He goes in. Wait. Was that oh, Betty? yeah. I yeah. Can't... Yeah, yeah, it, it, was. it had to be her. Yes, yeah. So she's playing both sides. I didn't realize that about Betty. That was Be- her name's Betty. It's not just blonde woman. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. So he goes back inside, and he's got like he's got a loyal henchman. No legs. He's got that loyal henchman, and we call them uh, uh, uh crap. Chub Samurai? I keep saying Chub Samurai. I said Samurai Crook. I don't samurai know. Crook. I don't know why I keep calling him yeah. Chub. And it <laughs> well, was... everybody is kind of chubby in this movie. Well, every man is. Yeah, hey, so then BMI we... said they were healthy. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, do we cut back to Chuck and Andy? They're finally they're hitting this. They're taking it to the streets. Yeah. Oh, my God. So uh, they're, doing, uh, they're doing a stakeout. They're just hanging. Well, they're, no, they're, they're supposed to be taking it easy. Well, no, what they're doing is they're stopping for lunch. Yeah. And for some reason, Andy stops by a dumpster, and that pisses Chuck off. He's yeah. like, "What the fuck? Why are we? Why are we here of all places? I <laughs> want to sit by the sunset to watch. <laughs> I want to sit by the sunset. It's great. <laughs> I want to eat my sandwich while enjoying nature." <laughs> and he's like, "Cause because of that, look at there." And we we I don't know. There's I guess they were staking out like a place where they sell drugs. It was a pawn shop. Okay. And we see a classic cliche seventies black print pimp. Yeah. He's got the he's like, look at that guy's platform they shoes. They even call out his platform shoes. Right. And he's got he he's wearing like a pimp version of the uh red sweatsuit that Steve Austin would wear in Six Million Dollar Man. It's like a weird ass like bell bottom suit. Wow. It's and, almost identical to the uh the little guy in the bar. They they're almost wearing uh, the same suit. Were they? Ah. I don't think at all. Okay. No. <laughs> so <laughs> So, he's, so it's just a cliche pimp thing, and he just walks away with a pimp walk. And then Chuck just lit, lit, has these the most profound words, because Andy thinks he's a drug dealer. He's like, that guy's dealing drugs. Dude, like, he's not dealing drugs. I just want to point out before that, he's like, he's upset at Andy for parking there, and he's he's just like, how were you raised? And he's just like, you were never raised. You just grew. <laughs> There's a lot of like... This banter in between scenes, like they're uh, yeah, I don't know what what the point. But of that Chuck is. is the only person really delivering lines in this movie. <laughs> well, he's a professional actor. Everyone exactly. else is from the you know it, yeah uh, whatever. No legs gets like four or five. <laughs> uh, Ch- or Andy gets like two or three. Well, I think we got a good one <laughs> later on, uh, and then we got this one. And yeah. uh, well, I got I'm gonna get the soundbite <laughs> in there for this too. But you can deliver it. 
Go ahead and deliver it, and we'll let people decide like, which they like better. Oh yeah, he's pushing something. He's but he's pushing the things. That, the thing. <laughs> breathe, breathe, act, act with the. You know what he's pushing? He's what he's pushing. You stroke. You don't smoke. <laughs> oh, beautiful, isn't he? Huh? <laughs> you got platform shoes and matching earrings. I wonder what he's up to. He's up to his neck and dead, I'll tell you that. That's how come he's coming out of there. It's the middle of the week. He's looking both ways for Saturday. <laughs> he could be a pusher. Oh, he's a pusher, all right. But what he's pushing, you stroke. You don't smoke. He's a beginner pimp and a very unsuccessful one. Oh, so there's, there's a, little, a bunch of little like one-liners like that. And so we cut to the Seven Seas Bar, Dude, owned by Mr. No Legs, I fucking, think. Fucking, it could be. This is... The craziest bar. First of all, the freak it, show bar. It's in between a Payless shoe and a Dollar General. It's <laughs> yeah. it's, but at the same time, drug kingpins. Fucking perfect cover though. <laughs> it really is. You never expected by the Dollar Smart <laughs> to be a whole drug empire. So it's just this crazy fucking bar, and we walk in, and we're following like this guy who looks. The like circus he- is in town because every fucking freak <laughs> in fucking <laughs> town is at this bar. It, like a guy who's trying to look like John Lennon walks in. We follow him to the bar. He stands next to you know pop squat next to clearly a man in drag. And he's just like, hey there, pretty mama. Can I buy you a drink? And she's like, not with that kind sure of attitude. Sure you can. She, she gave him a cold shoulder yeah. at first. Yeah. And then he like tried to touch her. And she's like, do not touch me. And she was like, well, you can hold my hand. So they're, they're cool. But right. then we see no legs hanging out at that little table. Oh, I didn't mean to say little table. Well, there was also Mr. Little Legs, too. There's, <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a little black midget that's just chilling out there, too. <laughs> And he goes, there's this black girl, and he goes, hey. He goes, mumble, mumble, mumble. Yeah. And, like, tells her to do something. She's like, I got it. It Was uh, was that, like, supposed to be one of his people? Yes. Her like, job was to take care of the leak. Yeah, that's what I thought. But make it look like, you know, so don't throw any attention to him. Yeah. You know, like, it, like, it was from bar fight. Because so what she does is she goes up to Betty, who's the bitch that's been she, leaking. Yeah. She goes up to the bar to get a drink, acting nonchalant. Then she turns around and bumps Betty. Right, and Betty just fucking drops the end bomb on her like out of nowhere. Oh, like, damn. man. Like, that wasn't worth that. She there was something in there about like, oh, they let your, your dumb puss out of the slammer? Well, I'm going to slam it back shut. Well, there was definitely some tension between these there two. There was huge and tension. And Mr. Mr. No likes fucking Machiavelli. He's just like he knew how to like work on them. He's yeah. Like, so fight breaks out. We we were debating. We don't know if Betty is missing a bottom tooth. It just has a huge <laughs> gap between her bottom teeth. Usually... When you have a gap, it's in your your front teeth on the yeah. top. This is on the bottom. bottom. Very odd. And then 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 the fight breaks out, and then a fight, and the whole bar just breaks. Dude, out. everybody in the bar. This bar was just ready to go, and this is not the first fight we're going to see in this bar. <laughs> and the midget, he's just throwing some like shadow box and punches. Dude, like, yeah, he gets he's out loving front, it. Like he was sitting at the table. He gets on top of the table and on top of this little ledge, so he can have a nice view. <laughs> it also. Uh, like he can circle, like do a little spin to see the <laughs> other side of the bar, so we can. He whips have out. Good... He sits on a lazy susan. And he's just spinning <laughs> he's around. On a lady susan. <laughs> so, like the women fight, it's insane. People like, like cat fight. Yeah. There's like a big tub of mud that just appears for some reason. It's crazy. The same shirts pop the on. The same mud from on. the soldier. Yeah. <laughs> and then the bartender, anybody within five like Dude. foot radius, is getting hit over the head with a glass of okay. uh, a bottle. The first guy he knocks out with the bottle deserved it. 
because he's that guy yells out like get that black bitch or something and the bartender is a large proud black man so he's just like honky just destroys him and you're like yeah you definitely deserve that uh at this point betty has uh, uh uh the black woman by a phone cord Right. Like choking her out, and she gets uh, she gets a we need a name. I can't. I don't want to keep saying black woman, <laughs> black Betty. <I> don't know. <laughs> wait, wait, so they're both she, named Betty. Well, she she's gonna die in like a minute. I mean, let's just cut uh, to the spoiler. Let's just cut to the so chase. She gets out of the chokehold, and Betty goes to the bar and gets a bottle and breaks it. Right. And then there's her... this really uh, great like uh, British invasion song playing in the background. <laughs> it was. We, we meant to look through the credits. <laughs> it, I'll try to look. I'm gonna write it down because uh, if we can find it, I'll throw it in at the end. <laughs> so we're having a good old time until shit gets real and Betty stabs the black woman and I guess kills her. That's it. That's all it takes. Just one stab to the gut. You're dead. Two seconds later. And then Mr. Nolly's like, fuck, I guess I gotta take care of this shit. So Betty goes to leave. No legs whips out a switchblade stabs her in the gut. Yeah, that's right. Because that was ultimately okay. And he's like, let's get out of here. So he just takes off. So it's around the same time that uh, Andy and Chuck were in the parking lot. Right. <laughs> and Chuck's like, hey, I grew up here. This place was a lot better when I grew up here. I go to that Payless Shoes every week. <laughs> I love their lovers. <laughs> Apparently Reaches Philbin started this movie. <laughs> but it didn't go to Chicago, did it? No. There we go. Not. Two voices. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm, I mean, the guy sounds like Reaches Philbin. I'm not <laughs> ripping on your – I do the oh, same no, thing. Oh, no, I'm fine with it. I'm just saying, so, like, come on. Yeah, I, that's, I, that's good. I, I reached a new level. You get, a, you get a new accent. I got a new accent. It's like, it's like, hey, why don't you go and check it out? I'll stay here and – Keep the car warm. Yeah, because uh, Andy's informant's supposed to be in there. He was meeting right. up with Betty. Right. The now late Betty. So as soon as he walks in, he happens to notice no legs leave, which I thought he was already long gone. But as soon as he walks in, everybody in the bar is still ready to fight, and they're like fresh meat. So they all just come at him. And then fucking like like a like a fad out of shape Steve James, <laughs> and he just rips his shirt. And just leaps into action, and like he's a Steven Seagal in the 2000s. Yes, exactly. It's exactly like Steven Seagal. A lot of fat kung fu going on. Here. A lot, a of, lot of like foot three inches off the ground kicks. <laughs> and so we get a lot of fat guy kung fu here for the next couple minutes. Everything gets broken. <laughs> Black bartender still smashing bottles over There's guys' like heads. Walls in the middle of the the bar that they're crashing through, and he's being thrown through a wall. Then after he gets thrown through a wall, a guy breaks a chair over his back, but busts through the fucking bitches room. Yeah, and he finally <laughs> regains his footing and he roundhouse somebody in the gut. They go through the bathroom, which is prop- properly <laughs> is uh very Label properly assist. properly bitches. labeled for this bar, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so while that's going on, Chuck is like got the fucking radio turned up super high, so he can't hear anything. He's like, he's I'm not hearing nothing. anything. Not hearing nothing. Not worried. No. Not worried. About gunshots him. going off. He's just exactly like, just cool. Chuck or Andy's still inside throwing people through tables. It's not until a guy like runs at him and he throws him through a window. No, I wasn't even at this point. Or no, the sword fight comes later. Yes, it comes later. Yeah, so he throws a guy through a window and finally. <laughs> Finally, Chuck is like, well, hey, I noticed that uh, someone came through the window. Uh, 
Is everything okay? I was gonna hit he's the like, bitches. What's the matter, Andy? You don't <laughs> like the service here? And he's just like, oh, the floor show needs a little the floor work. Well, hold the world tight. I'm going to hit the bitch's room real quick. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Well, he was a bitch in this scene, so yeah. <laughs> Cut back. Mr. Mister Nolex, he thinks everything's set up. Because they, they're like, well, that was my informant right there. He sees Betty. Fuck, one second. We got to rewind for one second. Okay. The bartender. Okay, yeah. We are very confused. <laughs> People, watch this movie. Tell us what this bartender said. Because they cut to him as Andy and Chuck leave. Well, first he gives him one of the most dramatic five-hour-long pauses. (laughs) (sighs) He's like, he's really upset about his bar being, well, whatever. It's Mr. No Likes Bar. He just works there. Yeah. But he knows he's going to have to clean it up. Yes. Well, he shouldn't have been throwing those fucking bottles around. (laughs) So he gives out a massive sigh. (sighs) And then he says something. I'm not done I know, that's fine. I'm going to talk while you do that. <laughs> and so he starts saying something under his breath. <laughs> and Murray was like, did you catch what that was? And I was like, what are you talking about? And we watched it five times. I, unfortunately, we didn't have the laser dick. Laser dick? <laughs> Definitely didn't have the laser dick. <laughs> we didn't have Andy's laser dick present <laughs> to uh, really analyze this. But I did throw the closed captioning up on uh, YouTube when we watched it. So what did you think he said? I don't know what he said. I don't know what. I yes. thought he said Javier Bardem. <laughs> he which, definitely did not say birthday, which is what the closed captioning well, said. YouTube closed captioning said he said birthday. That's it. <laughs> That's it. So please so, go if watch you know, this. Reach it at, at G&G Theater on Twitter and tell me <laughs> what the fuck he just said. Please, we need help. <laughs> A lot of it. So. We cut to Mr. No Legs. He's, he's like, he's this, uh, I, it's all covered up. I filled the leak. Yeah. No, we have to worry. So he's working out. He's got the shirt off. Oh yeah, that's when he's doing like he's doing push ups uh, on the wheelchair. He's got some, I guess he got some biceps on him. I'll give him that, dude. He's, he's not, he's not, he's not Steve James ripped, but he for a guy it. with no legs, he he's looking it. pretty good. His blonde babes is staring at him like, oh my god, this right. guy's so amazing. And he's getting more shit about the corpse because the corpse is now uh, at the morgue, and they're like, we need to get that corpse out of here. Like you were supposed to hide that body; it's been found. This is all bad news. Yeah, Ken's corpse. Yeah, Ken's corpse. Yeah. Thank you. So now he calls well, up Ron Howard, right? No legs. Uh, he calls up Ron Howard, and he's like, "You need to go pick up f- fucking hench samurai, samurai crook, samurai crook, and you need to get into." Didn't they have an ambulance? Yes, they, they had a whole plan. Well, he just he didn't even explain. It. He's just like, "Do this plan." And he's like, "Wow, that's pretty yeah. risky." Do it. Do it. So then we see them. Next time we see Ron Howard, he's dressed like an EMT. He is sweating bullets. Like I told you, his <laughs> well, character is, progression is through He's sweat. a good guy. He just happens to sell drugs for a living. Exactly. You know? He's Walter White if he never moved up to the top as, of the chain. Yeah, as soon as he's done with his day, he goes home to his wife and kids and throws the baseball around. And, you know, and loves the fuck out of him. Yeah. But he's just like, fuck, Mr. Nolley's will kill me if I don't do this. So it's I got to do this. He will. <laughs> so... 
They so yeah, they do the foreshadow. So, so, so they're gonna do the old ambulance trick. Oh, the where, old trick! I yeah. love this trick. So they show up at the morgue. They're like, "Hey, there's a body we need to pick up." And fortunately, the guy who works there knows this is all bullshit. And he's like, yeah. "Yeah, there's a body here, but there's nobody supposed to pick it up." Well, yeah. it's for a friend. I you, yeah. Do you know who this guy is? Well, not they're trying to take it to the funeral. Right. That's their claim. Yeah, and he's just like, well, no, this is like a crime scene. We can't. What yeah. are you talking about? What, what, what name are you looking for? And he's like, Ken. <laughs> and they're like, we don't have a Ken. And he's like, well, he's a John Doe. <laughs> and they're like, uh, yeah, well, we need the police to identify him. And he's like, I'm going to go identify him. So and he, then he's like, oh, fuck it. Samurai crook, put him in a bear hug. So yeah. he grabs the guy. He's like, oh, while that's going on. Uh, and our boys, Andy and Chuck, are also showing up to identify the body. Yeah, they got to go to the morgue. They heard about Ken showing up there. And before and they, they end. They don't hear about Ken. They don't know it's yeah. Ken yet. That's yeah, right. They just know it's a John Doe. Yeah. And before they do it, Chuck, he's, 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 he's a man. He's a straight heterosexual man. So he notices he's. He's supposed to be fucking. Uh, what's his name? William Shatner. So well, of course he's going to be a woman. So he, yeah, so he notices these nurses leaving. And he, his eye goes beeline on their ass. He's like. It's like, wow, those aren't some flat 80s asses. Those are pretty nice. <laughs> and that, that's it. It was just, that was just, I don't know why that scene was there. Just, it, just to make you think Chuck's a creep. Oh, exactly. Asses as big as Andy's stomach. <laughs> so, and Andy's like, he's just, he's still bummed out about this. He doesn't even notice <laughs> the ass. He's like, hey, Andy, you notice that ass? It's pretty good. <laughs> and he's just like, mm, whatever. And so they, so while, so they show up, they, they break in when, uh, on well, uh, Ron Howard. Well, they get they get to the door and they're like knocking because it's the polite thing to do. But Ron Ron's in there with Fat Samurai. I'm just gonna keep calling that. Cause that's <laughs> how I remember him. Uh, and Ron is just you know trying to play cool and just like oh we're occupied in here. <laughs> but Chuck and Andy are immediately like something's up. So finally, well they hear the guy screaming. The, yeah, the, yeah, the, they hear the guy the, scream. They throw the Ron and uh, Fat Samurai throw the guy into like a freezer, right? Lock him in there, bust through the door. Uh, Fat Samurai, I think it's like, um, I think he pushes Chuck out, and then like somebody punches Andy the fuck out. Probably Fat Samurai. Yeah. Yeah. So they get away, but they don't get their body. Right. And so they recover Andy and Chuck, and they look. They get up. They look at the body. And Ken's staring at the face. You know, he's supposed to be so close to his sister, Tina, that he's so emotionally... Well, Chuck also has a picture of Ken that yeah. they found at like, Tina's like possession. So he's like, hey, what do you know? That's Ken. <laughs> and then it, doom- it dawned on uh, Andy, like, oh, yeah, this is the guy that's been dating my sister for the last four years. Well, I thought that's how he recognized her. Was it really? It's... I know that. Yes, I, I, you might be right, but I know for a fact that they that uh, Chuck had a picture of Ken. I know, yeah, that he found because yeah. it it plays in this really ex- info dump speech that Chuck gives later in the movie, which I don't even remember. Yeah. That, so uh, so yeah. So Howard is. They go back to uh, does Howard go back to uh, Mister No Legs? Well. This Howard, scene I don't really remember. Howard gets a call from No Legs. Or no, No Legs, you see No Legs. He's in like this weird shack. It's a new set. We haven't seen this one before. <laughs> it's just like the corner. It's like a there, shed. There's a phone. I thought it was Fat Samurai on the phone. I don't remember the scene at there all. There was so some can... henchman on the phone okay. that calls Andy. 
And it is just like, hey. Oh, yeah. I need you to meet me down at the Seven Seas. Uh, I got some evidence on something. I, I forget what the call was all about. I think it was just something like that. It was yeah. a setup. Yeah. It was right. clearly a setup. no Andy, legs. He's like fucking Machiavelli. He just plays these mind games. Yeah. Once again, all these movies we've covered, Griff, there's so many mind games. Mind games. Everyone thinks it's all about his fucking fisticuffs, but man, there's so much cerebral shit going on in these movies. And of course, where's Andy? Andy. It's at Gwen's place. Of course. They've been rolling around in that fucking... <laughs> well, aren't they chilling at the pool? I think they were. Because there's this great scene. Pool. Chuck calls up. It's like, hey, am I interrupting anything? Yes. And then Andy, fucking like Mr. <laughs> fucking Coxman himself, he's like, you just missed it. Listen, I hope I didn't interrupt anything important. You're too late. Just. And in case you know what that means, I just banged my girlfriend with my penis. I'm serious. I think Chuck's been banging her, too. I think. I think. I think she. I don't know. I don't think so. Sex. I think Gwen is totally loyal to Andy. No, she, and that's why uh, he doesn't deserve it, Gwen. I think that's why it took so much convincing. That's why he was so confused about her place later on. Chuck ha- Andy has not been sleeping with uh, Gwen for very long. They. I don't think they slept at all. They they've slept in a bed together. Oh. I don't think they've had sex. I I don't think they've seen each other for three years prior to Tina's death. I don't know, but I, what I do know is they. She's like, look, Andy, I'm worried about you. He's like, where is your gun? And he's just like, I left it in my other car. And she's like, well, here, let me give you my gun. And she opens up this this dresser uh, case, like a trunk, and she gives him a little fucking pea shooter gun, like the, like the single. Derringer. It, like shoots like one bullet at yeah. a time. He's like, here, use this. Like, There's so many shots I want to use for the <laughs> for the next Instagram post. And I think I might go with the one where Andy finally shoots it because he's like wincing, <laughs> holding it. Really, uh, it's the most awkward looking thing ever. But so, so Andy shows up at the Seven Seas. Yeah. They tell him the front door is open. But he's too smart for that. He, he, his, his samurai senses, his yeah. nine power of the ninjas are clicking exactly. in. Exactly. So he goes to the back door and breaks in, which just led him to the same room where they were hiding. You get a <laughs> shot of him walking through one doorway, and you see the creak of a door, and uh, Ron Howard's in there sweating <laughs> profusely at this point. He is just hat completely <laughs> gone. You see, like, the sad little glimpse, like, just little bits of Harry's clinging onto in the back that's, like, combed over the front. So he's a mess. And Annie walks in. Hello? Is anybody here? <laughs> and Annie, or, uh, Ron Howard comes bursting through and tries to get him, like, in a in a chokehold. Yeah, he's got, like, a belt, and he tries to, like, choke him. Yeah, I think, he, I think it was a belt. And, but, of course, yeah, he's, it was. Yeah. And they're tussling around, and No Legs comes wheeling out, <laughs> and he fucking busts out that shotgun again. Finally, it's been so long since we've seen it. Right. And he fucking shoots Ron Howard in the back. Well, it was an accident. It was an cause, accident. Because like, Andy like twisted around, and then yeah. he shot him in the back. You're right. And then uh, the samurai crook shows up with his sword. Well... He said, there can only be one. <laughs> I have the quickening. Dude, that that Claymore was on the wall on the bar. Yeah. Yeah. No legs, takes the second shot, misses, and then is just like, well, I'm out. I'm out. Just backs the fuck out. Then what, now, before he doesn't they fight before he gets a sword, doesn't he? Because I could have swore there was a fight. There might have been a small tussle with Fat Samurai. And then Andy's like, fuck this. I'm getting out of here. And he jumps in his car. 
Yeah. Oh no, they tussle in the bar for a little while. Yeah. I thought you were talking about no likes. No, no, no likes is completely about fucked out of there. Samurai crook. Samurai crook. <laughs> um, he he. They tussle for a little bit, and it's finally like, let's end this. Grabs that fucking claymore. Okay, and then he runs to his car. Yeah, and Andy is just like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And then he just goes in a circle in his car in reverse. He, you know, like any classic, like uh, you're getting chased by a monster in a horror movie or something. You have a hard time getting your keys right. in and starting the car. And he's got a rag top, so yeah. it's not good when the guy's a sword against you. Yeah. So the guy just starts stabbing through the rag top. Another the- scene you need to watch because it was like so slow and deliberate. Like you could almost hear the guy whispering, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Where are you at? <laughs> it's so slow, and they didn't do like cuts of it. They right. showed like one long scene of him slowly stabbing through it. But then, yeah, Andy yeah. starts just driving in circles, <laughs> and the guy is just fucking destroying the car. Well, he's, Not his car, yeah, by the way. It can only be one. I think they're Highlanders. Uh, it could be. And then he crashes the fucking car. Crashes it into boxes, like uh, all those Batman toy commercials from right. my youth. There's always like a big wall of cardboard boxes yeah, everywhere. Blasted over. I mean, it could have been a fruit stand, but it was boxes. Yeah, it was boxes. And uh, yeah, and then they get out and they tussle some more, right? Yeah, they start tussling. Because um, the sword, this time, the sword got wedged into the car. No, he tried to stab through the door, okay. through Andy. And he did like a, a circus maneuver to get out the door because we know he's too fat to <laughs> easily get out a window. So he has to do like some right. crazy maneuver to get out. Well, the Claymore is so fucking long that it goes through <laughs> the passenger. He stabs through the driver's side and the blade goes out through the passenger That's an eight side. foot sword. It's a Claymore, man. Yeah. So there's a, a point sticking out of the side of the Yeah. Claymore. The and- tussle continues. They're rolling over the hood. They rolled over the hood. This whole fight... Watch this fucking fight. Watch this fucking movie. <laughs> this whole fight is so sad and slow. You're like, fat karate is real in the 70s. And finally, like, Andy, I I don't, does he just trip? Does Fat Samurai I, trip? I think he pushes him back. Just pushes him back? He, because Fat Samurai falls on the sword. He just point. falls on it. And he's getting ready for him to get back up or something, and then he realizes he fell on the sword. And then... This point, of course, now that all this shit went down, Chuck Force shows up. Hey, did I miss anything? Hey, did I miss anything? Hello. I was just over across the street at the Denny's, and uh, I thought I saw your car. And so uh, so, <laughs> so Chuck basically does a big expo- exposition dump where he just tells us the whole what happened. Now we all know yeah. who killed who, what, where, why. We gotta he, s- he's like, you know, what's really suspicious is the chief was keeping these secrets from me. He shouldn't have been keeping those secrets. And Andy's just like, well, we need to survey the chief. And they're right. like, that's a, that's some trouble there if we're wrong. And he's like, he'll forget about it. Yeah, so, so what we learn is there's a rat. in the. Not only does Mr. Nolegs have a leak, yeah. the police station has a leak, and it's Captain Hawthorne. Ooh. And he's been telling them information about what Chuck and Andy have been up to. So that's how... I, Mr. No likes is one step ahead of them at every time. Yeah. So yeah, so they're like, we're going to surveil Hawthorne because they're masters. Like they're masters of surveillance. We learned that earlier when they talked it's, about stroking and smoking. Stroking and smoking and the samurais and the sandwiches. I don't know why I said samurais. I'm going to say sandwiches. <laughs> you finally get samurai right. But I did. But oh. it's wrong. But it's the wrong person. Yeah. But yeah. So 
just they just roll up and luck as luck would have it, yeah. Hawthorne is taken off to talk with Mr. Nolan. They're getting ready to sit there all day, and no, Hawthorne's leaving, going out to Nolan. So they just. Well, he's going off to see Mr. D'Angelo because this is the brilliant plan that No Legs has. Oh, yeah. Because Mr. No Legs, has, he has, he's a proud man. And when he got chewed out by Mr. D'Angelo, he's like, fuck that guy. I'm taking over. Last time. Last and like, time. And we, as we have said all through this movie, Mr. No Legs is the cerebral assassin. Yeah. So he comes up with this brilliant plan where he's going to, I think it was brilliant, I don't know. But he's going to call up everybody, get them together, yeah. and kill everybody. So we've got... One plan in action that we've now unveiled, but we're going to cut to No Legs, chilling by that poolside. He's got his beautiful blonde next to him, right. just hanging out. Phone rings. Bitches leave. <laughs> she takes a walk. I think that's what he says to her. Take a walk. <laughs> Take a walk, honey. So he, I, I don't even remember who was on the phone this time, but he hangs up, and he starts noticing Notice all these people. Well, he was kinda... t- well, the guy he was talking to was the guy who's setting up his master plan. But what he doesn't know is Mr. D'Angelo. He's a boss for a reason. Yeah, and his plan is to get take... No Legs has gotten too fucking out of control. Yes, so he wants No Legs out of the picture. Yeah, so, so... this is the big hit scene. They're gonna get No Legs. He's a this man is... with the... yes. This is the scene you see in the, in the trailer. This yeah. is like what makes you want to see this. Oh movie. yeah, this is where. All the action where you're like, wait a minute, how did they make this work? Well, there is five people from five different directions all coming at No Legs at the same time. Right. But he, he, he's like a Professor Xavier. There's something <laughs> about him. Seeing a man in a wheelchair. Well, they say once you lose your legs, other senses get in This is true. <laughs> he's playing mind games with all of them. Like the first guy comes up, just goes hand to hand with them. Fucking schools the shit out of him. Uh, <laughs> the whole time he's doing those Bruce Lee noises. Oh yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> in the seventies you had to do that. He's really you're... stressing, like you know, his <laughs> muscles out and everything. So we fucking just destroys the first guy like a karate chop to the neck. He's done. Second guy's got a gun and he's like slow to firing it. He's like, well, "Can I really shoot this man?" Yeah, can I shoot a crippled man? That's that's is that right? Like and, he's he's going through all this shit and, and no legs like a fucking western star <laughs> like Clint Eastwood is just staring him in the eyes. He reaches over like a, more like a Shokazugi. Okay, I, so, I can actually. I think, you know what? I, I actually think Shokazugi uh, designed this wheelchair for him. It, that's very possible. Because he has some ninja throwing stars right on the hubcaps of his Ooh, wheels. Oh, yeah. And he goes, hits the guy right in the face. Right in the face. So kill two. Next guy comes up. He is so pissed at this point. He hops <laughs> out of his wheelchair. Well, no, no, no. Wait. Before that happens, he whips out some Gymkata shit. And he starts spinning around on his hand on the handlebars of oh, his no, chair. Oh, no. That's not yet. Oh, isn't it? He gets out of the wheelchair. He gets out and back up? I didn't he know He gets that. out and gets back up because <laughs> the guy runs up and starts trying to kick him. And he's blocking all of his kicks. Finally delivers a dick punch. Gets him again like in the face when he's leaned over from the dick punch. Okay. Then he hops okay. back up in his chair. Butt first, so he's facing the back of his chair. The guy runs at him, gets a butt to the stomach, takes well, a second. Yeah, I got a very uh, Jim Cotta vibe out of this, like because it's just like there happened to be a pommel horse just mm-hmm. in this like town for the Jim Cotta guy. 
he uses his chair like a pommel horse, and he's just stumps are flying everywhere. Oh my god! And he's just whipping this guy's ass with his stumps. So that's that's henchman number three. He takes down two guys now. How? As a man with no legs, <laughs> get to defend himself against two guys. They're pool. Bear in mind, he's not even using his guns. That's how confident he is in his abilities. He's like, yes, I can kill you with my point. wheelchair guns, but I'm Has not. not. He's he's like, I'm done. I'm taking over. I'm going to show my muscles. So when these guys wake up from, well, they might be dead, but either way, they they're going to follow me. Well, the finally one. No, guy, as we learn from this. You're no legs. You cross him. You don't live. That's he, a good point. Yes, he's got to kill you at some point, <laughs> yeah. accident or otherwise. He's got to go full Dick Cheney on you, maybe. So, two guys come out. Right. One guy just fucking picks him up. What is he gonna do? <laughs> I think he headbutts him. Just back headbutts him. Falls to the ground. These two guys try to like throw him into the pool. He throws him in. Like he pulls him down with them. He's so fucking strong, man. Well, yeah, he's got that upper body strength. So now these three people are in the pool. Clearly, like, he's still at a disadvantage. Two people against one in a pool. He's well, this, only this, got this arms. is actually, for the first time, some great camera work because we get that underwater shot. It was. Of him fighting the guys. And he's good lighting, too. Chokes the motherfucker out. He choked, like, he snaps the ones next Steven Skull style real quick. Just, <laughs> but then he takes the other guy and he drags him underwater, choking him the whole way. Oh. And then he just comes back up like a like a, like a boy, like what's it called? Yeah, boy, boys, <laughs> buoy, like a buoy, just bobbing on the water because he has no legs. And he pulls himself out. And I, I think Samurai Crook is one. Isn't he his one loyal guy? Wasn't Samurai Crook? Yeah, there? Samurai Crook is his one loyal. I thought he died because I thought he was the guy when on the phone. I thought he there stabs was, him in the gut because he failed it, with Ron Howard. It could have been. I could have swore he had one loyal guy that yeah. stood, with, stood with him. Either way, there are Either so way, many fat looking <laughs> similar people. There's so many mustaches and fatness. Yeah, you couldn't tell. So we cut to the wharfs again. This is where the, this is Mr. Nolak's master plan. Yeah, yeah. The guy Samurai uh, Crook did live because he drove uh, Nolak's to the war. Oh yeah, no, yeah. So yeah. I know he did. It's, yeah. I don't remember how Andy and Chuck figured out to go to the war. Did they get a call from somebody? I I'm pretty sure they followed the chief there. Oh yeah, you're That's, right. You're the chief, right. The chief yeah. was heading there, and D'Angelo exactly, was heading there. You're right. So the chief and D'Angelo show up, and he's like, "D'Angelo's like, yeah, what do you wanted to tell me? Yeah. And Hawthorne's is... like, "What are you talking about? You called me here." Yeah. And like, it was a setup. Fucking that fucking no legs. Yeah, they're like, wait, who called you? And they're like, no legs. And then D'Angelo yeah. has a good hearty <laughs> laugh because he he knows what just happened to right. no legs. He knows that he's playing that hit on him. Five guys against one man with no legs. No he way could a no legged man stand a chance. But like a no legged man in an ass kicking competition, he took care of business. So, but they're they are not aware of this. So they're having a good laugh, and then he fucking no legs. Rounds the corner. <laughs> I'll mind you, Andy and uh, Chuck are like peeping in on, yeah. around the corner as Chuck's well. Chuck's always wait until wait till the action's over with. <laughs> yeah. Chuck, Chuck, of course, <laughs> is just like, well, let's stand back. Uh, I, I, I don't really know. I'm kind. I don't want to fight. Hey, I think my empty... shoelaces are untied. <laughs> Hold on a second. I have not eaten this morning, and I, I would not like to fight on an empty <laughs> no. stomach. <laughs> no, no, it's the opposite. I just ate. I can't fight for another thirty minutes. I'll get a cramp. <laughs> I may get a cramp. <laughs> How will I be able to chase this perp if I have a cramp? <laughs> So, no legs. Wheels himself in. He's like, hey, boys, what are we laughing about? And they're like, no legs. He didn't sound like Chuck. He was just like, whoops. What are we laughing about? (laughs) And I thought he just started shooting people, didn't he? Yeah. He shot the fuck out of D'Angelo. 
he shoots the fuck out of D'Angelo. Ch- or, uh, Chief immediately gets covered because he's smart. Right. He's smart. So he gets cover, pulls out his piece, shoots no legs five times in the right. chest. That's it. We're done yeah. with no legs. Yeah, I know. It was very anticlimactic. Like, what? For a movie named after a character, <laughs> he has the most, it's spoiler alert, the most <laughs> anticlimactic ending. So now the whole movie is about Chuck, Andy, getting Chief. Yes. And so they're like, hold it right there, Chief. I could have swore. Didn't Chief steal uh, Chuck's car? Yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah. Because they got like it's almost like a Dukes of Hazard car. It's like an orange Dodge Charger or yeah, something like that. There, there's a it's couple, a Camaro, I think. Yeah, there's a couple cars there, and so Chief steals their car, and uh, they run out. Fat Samurai's out there, so they fucking shoot shoot him in the gut. I think Chuck might might have finally did something. I think Chuck <laughs> killed him. Okay. So he finally gets himself killed. This uh, is where I turn the movie. Well, off. they take <laughs> off. And then we get one dramatic showing of Mr. Noleg's hand, like, 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 oh, did we? Yes, and we're like, is he dead? Because they just show a close up of his hand, and it's like shaking a little. Oh shit! And we're like, maybe he's gonna live to, to fight again. Maybe, but that's they the last we did, see of Mr. Noleg. Probably did plan to do yes. a sequel for this. We get in a very was it less twenty minutes? It's like twenty minutes. It's just a car chase because this is the seventies. You had to have car chases. I was shocked nobody went off a cliff in it. But yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, so the master plan. I always. I always love when they show like an actor, like close up the actor driving, and he's just like he's like yanking the wheel left and right. He's like, <laughs> and it's like you ever driven a car before, motherfucker? <laughs> that's how it works. But yeah, so we get a little. That's got, the best acting they do in this movie. We get a lot of like stunt driving. It's just bag. We get it's really dramatic cut scenes. We get the driving, and we cut back to the the police dispatcher, this woman. Uh, one Adam twelve. We have a roadblock on I ninety four. Over. No. No excitement at all. Bare white wall, white woman, black hair. Hello. We got a roadblock plan ahead. And this, you, you would think he's a cop. He would be a little smarter. His master plan is, I'm going to escape on an island. That's how you get me. Yeah. So he's going to Picnic Island, wherever that's from. Picnic Island. So he, they, they got one of the those... Another thing you'd see in a lot of the seventies was the bridge that goes over a river that can go up. Oh yeah! So he does bridge. a little mini jump off of that, drives for another ten minutes, more boring driving. Goes there's a guy with a hauling um uh RV. Yeah, well no, it's not an oh, RV. It's, it's, just it's a, a mobile home. It's, it is a mobile home. Yeah. And I love when like, whenever they flash back to the mobile home, there's like some country music playing. Like, oh, yeah. doom, 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 some doom, of the only doom. music in this movie, like they did not fill out. And any I of will those. give Hawthorne one shit, motherfucker can drive because he's like fucking Tokyo drifting like a motherfucker. He was. He's got some fancy. I mean, I, I, I it's like he's like eat my dust, Vin Diesel. Fuck you. And he's taking <laughs> off, and the cops are like, of course, crashing because cops in the seventies couldn't drive. So the one guy crashes through the mobile home. You think he said he's like I'm gonna make my getaway? You, oh, you didn't. You didn't think about some ice, motherfucker, because there just happens with there like there's a place unloading ice, like a truck unloading blocks of ice. That was his Achilles heel. They just stacked it like a little ice wall. Yeah, you would think of one of these big ass seventies fucking cars that were built like tanks would yeah. go right through some ice. No, no, they, it no. crashes. And it doesn't just like it stops him completely in his tracks, but he also stops him so hard he goes to the back seat. He's laying in the back seat now, <laughs> completely just like destroyed. 
goes against the total laws of physics. He yeah. doesn't go forward. He goes backwards after he hits him. I mean, his seat, you see the front seat. It's intact. So it's like, yeah. how did he end up back there? And you know he's dying because he's got a little blood trickling down his just, mouth. Just that little bit. And he he finally finds his like cop like code again, and he has, he does a deathbed confession. He's like, I I I was a crooked cop, but I I knew nothing about Tina. Trust yeah. me, Andy. Because Andy and uh, Chuck, Chuck are taking are taking his deathbed confession. He's like they're giving him absolution so he can go to heaven now, and he dies. And then Chuck goes, well. Another case solved. <laughs> That's great. Let's go to the Seven Seas Bar. <laughs> and then our man Andy, the, the droopy, the dog, he man himself, he just, no, I don't think so. I think <laughs> I'll just walk off into the sunset. <laughs> and he just hobbles away off into the sunset. Mm. Hit credits. Chief, uh, could you uh, get me one thing? My car back. Yeah, I get my car back. Sorry, not in the budget, Cobretti. Hey, maybe I could get some gummy bears? <laughs> that was for hair metal, Sean. He was we, had to, we had to throw that in there. That apparently <laughs> was his least favorite part about that Cobra movie. So that was the movie. So, Griff, I'm going to make a bold statement right now. Yeah. 2000, this is our first episode of 2019. First episode. 2019 Happy New Year, everybody. is going to be the year of Golan Globus Theater, Griff. Yeah, clearly. Griff. I have been working like a dog to improve our profile, our online profile. People know what we're doing, and it's paying off in spades, Griff. Yeah? I've learned so much. It's in the past two weeks alone, I've doubled our our uh, followers on Twitter. Okay. And I've noticed a lot of th- I'm going to tell you something I've noticed. One, and these are these are, true, these are even jokes, British people really like fucking canon films and action. Okay. And, that's, and I find that weird because it's so... Over the top American, you know. Well, that seems perfectly acceptable. Well, I don't know. You just think they they kind of turned off by that. Like they don't like. I'm sure they don't like Trump or anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm just noticing that one thing. Two, and we're not alone, Griff. There's a lot of people who fucking loathe Steven Seagal that, on Twitter. Yeah, we found that community. We've tapped into that community. Yeah. So glad. I'm glad. <laughs> I actually turned somebody on to Against the Dark. Again, I'm sorry. I warned him. It's... I like. I was. I, I was like, oh my god. I fucking. We had. To, I said we covered this against the dark. It was torture to get through. Someone's like, was. what? There's a fucking Steven Seagal vampire movie I don't know about. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't slow down. Don't be. Excited. I was like, listen to our podcast. It's only an hour long. You'll save yourself a half hour of your life because it's we, awful. We probably covered the whole story in twenty minutes, and the rest of us was just trying to like <laughs> a lot of. Grunt a lot of <sighs> Exactly. I mean, we were like that bartender, Mr. No Legs. Was like, uh, <laughs> have your bartender. <laughs> and I also, you're not going to believe this. I got our first fan response. Somebody, I, I know for a fact there's somebody outside of our friends that actually listens to this podcast. And he and he gave the most perfect uh, compliment you could give us. Yeah. He said, hey, I just listened to your first episode here in the tariff. Very underrated episode. And he's he's like, I fucking love Chuck Norris, so I should hate you guys. But you guys are fucking funny as shit. He didn't not, he didn't swear, but that's what he that's what he was feeling. Well, and so that's appreciate. So yeah, so we appreciate that guy. And uh, 
we hope you like some of our other episodes too. Yeah. Well, I hope we turn you on to more movies because I mean, here in the terror is just the surface. Well, you know what movie I think he needs to turn into next oh, week's movie. Oh, he might like this movie, and uh, hopefully, we can get our next guest on Mike because he doesn't really like. The yeah, tools, well, but... that's the thing, Griff. Our next movie is going to be. I, I, it's got to be Gone Globus because the first one was. I'm not I have sure. No yeah, <laughs> but it's it's a Chuck Norris movie. It's Delta Force. It's part do do but and of course if we're doing Delta Force we got to bring in our very special guest our most popular guest by far so popular that he's being a huge fucking prima donna with me about <laughs> how he wants to record he gave me a fucking rider today he's, I I don't know where we're gonna find those pale M and M's he said he he said I will not show he actually said I want you to get. A bottle of Dom Perignon, whatever the year Delta Force Two came out that year, and I want you to just pour it in the fucking sink. He's like, I don't even want to drink that shit. Wait, does he have to be here and watch it? Because yes, I, well, he wants I to know. only buy Don Perignons from the year Delta Force movies <laughs> come out, so I have three copies. Well, thank God, because I was worried. I didn't think we would come up with. We that. could pour one out and we can drink one while we record, just sure. for him. Sure. Okay. So, of course, we're talking about our buddy Sean Pigeon. Sean so Pigeon. he will be on next week to talk about Delta Force Two. I, it'll be great. We're going back to our fucking roots. All these new followers, or I'm hoping our new listeners too, are gonna we're gonna give you what you came for. Actual I mean, Golden Globus, yes. maybe movies because we don't know if this is Golden Globus. <laughs> if it ain't a Golden Globus movie, it fucking should be. I don't. I didn't think any of their uh, titles lived on past their Golden Globus days. Oh, I yeah. know Soldier 2 did. There was a Soldier 2? There's a Soldier 2. Really? Yeah. So there, but Soldier 1 wasn't a goal. No, no, not the Soldier. Universal Soldier. Oh. Well, they did. And I think there's a they Cyborg 2. Well, they, oh. they, yeah, and they did four, well, with Angelina Jolie. And they did uh, four fucking American Ninjas, which we're going to get through all of them eventually. Okay, we're, we're, we're going too long here. Let's, uh, let's cut it off. We got Delta Force 2 next week. Good buddy Sean Pigeon will be joining us. Yeah, and if there's, so if there are any uh, new listeners, thanks for listening, and we'll yeah. see you next week, so keep it warm. Keep it warm.